1: hey guys welcome to steel wars i'm comedian steel saunders and i do love star wars and each week we find someone of interest to talk about it with and this week's long requested guest if I think being in the Star Wars fandom, whether you know it or not, you would be familiar with her work in podcasting at Star Wars Celebration on StarWars.com and the Star Wars Insider, as well as varied websites like Nerdist. I say Nerdist like that because at the end of the podcasts, I I don't mean to inflict (laughs) on their copyright or anything, but com. Welcome to the podcast, Amy Ratcliffe.
0: <gasps> Thank you so much for having me. It has been a long time in the works.
1: Yeah. And you've just made friends with Jerry, my little Ewok cat.
0: We're best friends. I'm taking him home. Sorry. Really? That's <laughs> no. I don't. He, <laughs> I would never steal somebody's cat. He just is
1: kidding. my he is my favorite Star Wars collectible.
0: I can understand why he's really adorable.
1: My little Ewok, and we just I'll, I'll post this up on the Instagram. But we just introduced Jerry to my porg, which we discovered. I just bought him last night at Force Friday because he flapped his wings and already made a,
0: good selling point right there,
1: and made adorable porg noises. But he walks.
0: It's really cute. (laughs) Jerry did not care.
1: Did not care. He's just like, buddy, I'm an Ewok. I'm OG.
0: What is this nonsense? I'm
1: 83. None of this 2017 business. I am OG. Did you get involved with Force Friday?
0: Not yet. I had this thought about going out at midnight and I'm like, I'm going to do it because I did it two years ago. I went to Toys R Us, like camped out four hours and I ended up just hopping from store to store and staying awake all night. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little old for that and I was really (laughs) tired for the whole weekend. So this year I'm waiting till later today, as a matter of fact.
1: Because it is still Force Friday. I've got to remember that. It
0: is still Friday.
1: I've got to remember that.
0: So I'm going to go out. I'm really excited to use the Find the Force AR You know, function of the Star Wars app and find characters and just kind of play and get porks. Get that pork. I need to take that pork and introduce it to my cat, Ahsoka.
1: Ahsoka is a nice name for a cat as well. Did you see the giant pork? Like the mega pork? Yes.
0: I saw a couple people I know on Twitter won them. I guess Target was doing raffles. I Mm -hmm. mean, you could buy them too, I assume. Can you? I don't know.
1: I don't want that possibility.
0: It's big, it's real big.
1: (laughs) I actually, my friend Hawes, he posted a pic, his friend won one and he was hugging it, and because he was in the East Coast, he's like three hours ahead, and I'm like, did he photoshop this? Why did he, he photoshop this real, and send it to me? Right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Did he have pork fever?
0: I do a little they're bro- they're just too cute. Everybody has pork fever
1: yeah i love the cuteness in star wars like i like it all but the cute things especially resonate to me
0: same i cannot get enough of tuca cats and loath cats so porgs is right in oh you have both the white oh this what were those from celebration europe right yes i got the striped one i kind of missed the boat on getting the white loath cat plush i don't know why fail on my part but i would love to see those in a live action film one day now i'm just looking at your toys dude sorry
1: that's okay you have
0: a lot of cool toys i'm trying is that a hot toys krennic
1: no it's just a disney disney
0: that taller like elite elite series no it's not elite elite series but that kind yeah
1: it's it's the saw it reduced to nine dollars and seven cents series Gore. I love it. I, I got some
0: it. Elite Series, A Baze and cheered at the Disney store for five-ish dollars recently, which was a no-brainer. no, no brainer.
1: I love it. It, it. It's good. This is like a bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, retail thing. But when it's a company store, you know, it's Disney selling Disney products, the discounts, they can really slash the prices.
0: Oh, that makes sense. As opposed to some place like Target that's... I rarely see things on clearance there.
1: Yeah, because they've got the—they're doubling up on their margin, so they can really go crazy. They can really, you know, hashtag really,
0: pro tip.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you're saying that you only got one of the Lothcats because I was so excited at the time I didn't even know it wasn't a two-pack.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great! I was just like, yeah, you. you Why wouldn't you? There's no
1: option to buy one. And why would you want that option? That's crazy. (laughs) So, you had a, a, a far more saner time at Celebration than I, I believe. What's the most ridiculous Star Wars thing that you've purchased?
0: Oh, this is easy. It is a Sigma ceramic Tauntaun teapot from the 80s, I think, it was when it was released. It's part of the same line of the 3PO tape dispenser. Have you ever seen that where the tape is in between three (laughs) po's (laughs) legs and you pull
1: the look on amy's Um, face then was just like please know what i'm talking about so i don't have to explain this anymore
0: (laughs) so it's from that same so the tauntaun teapot doesn't look quite that inappropriate but it is borderline hideous but i love tauntaun so it's great
1: and there's something about the ceramic, like the elegance of ceramic meshed with the goofiness of 80s of Star Wars. Star
0: Wars, yes, because it has Luke Skywalker writing it and it doesn't look any, just like a vague, vaguely, you know, Star Wars character.
1: Yeah. It but It doesn't I, look
0: like Luke, but it's I, great.
1: I'm into that C-3PO one and his sticky bits.
0: He <laughs> it does have sticky bits. He's got
1: quite <laughs> a history with his, why Why is it with he's got that trading card as well.
0: Oh, I don't know the trading card. I don't know. Do I want to?
1: Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly if it's... I'm never clear on the story, but there was an original Topps trading card. And now I wish you knew what I was talking about. (laughs) Because I'm not sure if it's like someone adopted it or it's like... I don't know. I don't know how it's there, but it looks like... When C-3PO comes out of the oil bath, it was enhancing. Is that...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that com- I think that covers a wide range of things that could be <laughs> inappropriate. With that we don't image. know
1: each other so well, so I'm trying to be as delicate as possible. C-3PO is definitely a boy in this photo. God, wow. A growing boy.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if how quickly that person got in trouble. Like, who approved this?
1: So, but apparently the thing is that they then fixed it. But because that initial run went out so far, that it's the dodgy one. Like the the normal one is rarer.
0: Oh, so it's harder to find than the
1: yeah enhanced version. It's harder to find. That's an interesting choice of words, Amy.
0: <laughs> I wish I did that on purpose. <laughs> Let's pretend I did.
1: <laughs> so let's go way back. What What is your first memory of Star Wars?
0: You know, technically, my I know what my first memory should be, and I remember a little of it, was writing Star Tours at Disneyland. I'm sorry, Walt Disney World's, or I guess Hollywood's. No, wait, which was it? This is terrible. It was Disneyland in the early 90s. I don't know when it was open in Walt Disney World. So Star Tours the Ride at Disneyland when I went the first time in 91. You know what? In Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I remember like vague scenes like going through the trench run and trees. um, But I don't really, I didn't see the movie until I was 16. So I didn't see Star Wars until it was re-released in the theaters uh, as the special editions, I guess. So from, what was that, 97-ish, I think? Yeah, that's about right. So, that's when I first saw the films. That
1: is fascinating. I'm a late bloomer. Because for you, Star Wars is like Pirates of the Caribbean. How so? It's like, I can't believe they made a movie of this oh, right. That's
0: right. <laughs> 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 I wish I would have thought. I wouldn't have known that back then, but that's kind of what it was. It's right? <laughs> like, oh, they just turned this. They, Disney, they're always doing that.
1: I'm not sure this movie's true to the ride,
0: though. (laughs) I don't remember. They don't rock around anywhere. Where's Rex? Where's the pilot? Yeah. Where's this droid? So how
1: old did you say you were when you went on Star Tours?
0: I was 10. Yes, I was 10.
1: So six years, no Star Wars. Is this... And then you got hit with the special edition. Yes. Okay. So you went through the 90s. Just coasting through. Yeah, I
0: just didn't really have, I mean, because even when I was 16, I didn't really connect the film that much to like, oh, I went on that ride. That's something I just kind of recently was like, oh yeah, that's how I first experienced Star Wars. That
1: is so weird. Now, your Twitter address is Amy Geek. Yes. Were you Amy Geeking your way through the 90s without Star Wars?
0: I was actually. I was first introduced, my kind of first, forays I feel like into geekdom were watching Next Generation and I think I started that when I was in junior high and also reading fantasy series. I started with The Wheel of Time and moved on to A Song of Ice and Fire. I read a bunch of fantasy novels. What happens in The
1: Wheel? I'm not familiar with The Wheel of Time.
0: Oh, I never finished it because it is about 50 million books. Uh no, it's like only like 12. But they all You need a wheel
1: of time to do. finish the wheel of time.
0: You do. In fact, the author perished before he, Robert Jordan died before he could finish the books. So like Brandon Sanders like I think it was Brandon Sanderson. Yes, he fixed fixed them. He didn't fix them. He finished them.
2: Really? He,
0: yeah, so he finished the last two or three books to wrap up the series, but each book got progressively longer and it was kind of a chosen one story had a lot of parallels to Lord of the Rings, a lot of like mythology and symbols to the point where, and the releases kept getting more spread out, like a song of ice and fire, the game of Thrones books to the point where I would have to reread the last book, maybe the last couple because it had been years in between books. So I haven't one day I'll finish it. But it's like, I don't remember anything about it. And I don't want to commit to reading 11 giant books again.
1: And if only podcasts were alive to refresh you on it all. But they weren't.
0: They weren't. They weren't born yet. Not back then. They They weren't born. There probably is one now I could start listening to. Were
1: you into like comic books and that sort of stuff?
0: No. No. I didn't read a comic book until We for Vendetta came out. Other than I remember having Muppet Babies comics when I was very young and using them as coloring books. (laughs) To which my older self is like, why would you do that? (laughs) Uh, I wish I still had those. But... When V for Vendetta came out... Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. You have to go back there. Were the Muppet Babies comic books printed in color? Yes. But you were just like...
0: And they needed... needed, No, I don't want to say enhancements. That sounds wrong at this point. (laughs) They just needed a little more. I think I remember coloring over the backgrounds.
1: Not green enough, Kermit.
0: (laughs) And around the borders of each page.
1: Interesting. That's a very Muppet Babies...
0: Thing to do, right? Yeah. Like deface... (laughs) Yeah, but just to use your
1: imagination and and go off Because you know Muppet Babies was one of the few Star Wars hits You could get in, uh, maybe it was like the late 80s
0: Yeah, it was around then Because I had gone back since They had some comics that I think were Star Wars Like they did an episode of the show That was Star Wars related, I think And there are comics Oh, you know what? I just remembered Oh, this is a complete tangent But I don't have those comics anymore I bought them on eBay and I don't have them for very for a reason which I will not go into. But I just remembered. I'm like, oh, I didn't get those. Anyway, I need to track down those Muppet Star Wars comics again.
1: <laughs> and that tops card. Um,
0: <laughs> and the tops.
1: Card. Your eBay searches are just going to be lit after this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Tell us about seeing the special edition.
0: So I saw those films. I actually went to see the films that t- at the time because of my, my high school boyfriend mm-hmm. was into them, and I really liked A New Hope. And we saw everyone that came out. And I remember strong, like really liking them and really connecting with Leia. Watched the prequels. I didn't have a like I didn't bring the baggage that a lot of people did to the prequels because I had only recently really got into this whole Star Wars thing or even learned about it.
1: Well, that's the thing that I've learned is. It's better to have a shorter amount of time to think about these films.
0: Right. Like, I hadn't been obsessing over them for...
1: Yeah. You you just, like, heard the Clone Wars and you only had maybe a year or two years so to wait. ponder. Yes, what that it was. Where other people had two decades or so to ponder what a Clone War was. Yeah. And that's why I worry with, like, like, when you do, like, the Han Solo or these flashback movies. Because... If they do a Kessel Run, there is millions of people around the world that have spent up to and including 40 years imagining what a what Kessel Run be? is. Right. And so, when you fill that in, it's only going to match up with one person's vision, yeah, the, very, whoever wrote it.
0: Yeah, the expectations aren't going to whatever happens isn't going to live up to what your expectations were unless you said like you're the right, unless you're the writer yeah Kazden, you're gonna enjoy it mate <laughs> good job buddy well <laughs> well played for you but the rest of us so that's something you know I think about with these films I'm like I don't I want to keep some things in my imagination mm. and have them to myself and not not that I can't still have that imagination when it's on the screen but when it's on the screen it's you know part of the storytelling universe and you kind of have to even if you can hold your image of what you want close, you have to consider what is canon.
1: Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I've got a big fear that in 20 years, like every throwaway line in every film...
0: It's going to be a spinoff.
1: Oh, it's just going to be filled in. Oh, that like, too. Like, Ord Mandel or just all these things. Someone asked me the other day on the podcast about, like, the bounty hunter Bush. Oh, <laughs> sure. And, like...
0: Who was that person? And I'm sort of like Do we need to know? Do yeah. we know?
1: And I like I thought it was rad when Leia walked in. There was something I don't know. I just I love that I remember getting the action figure in the helmet and telling my mum, look what Santa bought me. And then years later realizing why she wasn't that surprised.
0: Oh. She yes. was in cahoots. Right, she knew.
1: She was in cahoots. She had with somebody Santa. on the inside. Yeah but it's like it's tantalizing to want to know but
0: different to be told yeah 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 i was having that thought this morning because i was thinking about comics and how much that covers now and i'm a little behind on the ongoing series the ongoing star wars and ongoing vader and it just covers so much so much time. I mean, like, look at everything that's happened between A New Hope and Empire. Did I need to know all that? Did I want to know it all? I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I like comics. it. I like it when they tell you stuff that you want to know that you didn't know you wanted to know. Mm. Like, there's this scene, I think it's in the Darth Vader comic, where, which I have, this is the original Darth Vader comic. From two years ago Not the one from I was going to say From
0: like From the 80s No 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 no. The one The initial run of Vader
1: Yes I I have no idea Why there's no Little Why they
0: didn't change The numbering
1: Or just like Darth Vader
0: (laughs) Part 2 Death before
1: dishonor Or
0: Subtitles are good.
1: Yeah, just after Revenge of the Sith. You have
0: to do, you're like, this Darth Vader one. No, not the one from 2015. The one, or whatever. Anyway, so you're talking about the Kieran Gillen one. Yeah,
1: not the one from 2015. The new one.
0: The new one from a few months ago with Charles Sewell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not comfortable with anything (laughs) being new past 2015, everyone. Uh, (laughs) it's just chill out. But there's this scene in the original one, the 2015 one. Oh my God, I'm getting back into this wormhole. Where... He finds out from Boba Fett that it's Luke Skywalker. And he cracks...
0: Yes, the glass on the...
1: Yeah. And I'd never thought about how Darth Vader found out that it was Luke Skywalker. And that moment of like going bloody she
0: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) you've pulled the wool over my eyes one too many times but it's those sort of things where it's like oh here's something you want to know that you didn't didn't know." know that is where I go Bravo.
0: Good job. You, a plus, Marvel. You, you
1: can have 27 different comic series called Darth Vader if you bring me stuff like, like this. Like those little
0: moments. Yeah. Yeah, I have those. Uh, the one in the Leia comic where she goes to Naboo and yeah. sees the image of Padme and there's just kind of a little... I'm just like, that wasn't even anything. It wasn't a, hey, that's I'm, that lady, I have a sense. It was just like a little moment that... you look for those points that hit you emotionally and that one did it for me.
1: I would like a comic series and it doesn't have to be legit where it's the entire movie from inside R2-D2's eye hole and it's Uh, him just thinking.
0: Yes, just for the graphic like potential of that, right?
1: Well, that is also quite like, as I was saying it, I was like, oh yeah, that would be good but it's he's the one dude that knows everything which i'm not sure if i admire like he's so guy equate if someone's like a really good friend that's always there for you i'm like there's such an r2d2 do you know what i mean they're always willing to put in and you know come to your aid whenever you need it but he knows everyone's secrets and he's not helping anyone out
0: that's the thing he never tips his uh Attachments, his hat. He doesn't wear a hat, but he never is like, oh, like, let me beep and boop and give you some exposition. That'll help.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like when, like, Luke and Leia kiss.
0: Buddy, you know, you know.
1: He keeps, he won't even reveal to Luke that he's got (laughs) jetpacks. That's how secretive he is. What's going on in his head? What is he thinking about all this? And I always. When I watch Empire Strikes Back now, and he has that arm wrestle with Yoda over the flashlight, <laughs> you know each other.
0: What are you doing, R2? Is this your
1: old bit? Like, is that <laughs> no, your old?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Give me the flashlight, Yoda. That's
0: what we do. <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be great. Oh, that'd be a good comic where R2 <laughs> takes Yoda's flashlight in Attack of the Clones, and Yoda's just like...
0: I've been waiting, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad on this I could have used this
1: light in this mud hole all these years <laughs> there you go Marvel there's a few uh, Marvel
0: IDW now DW now publishing comics too so
1: are they out yet
0: so, maybe the first one okay Star Wars adventures whatever I I don't know there's a lot
1: well you heard it here first you guys the new Star Wars comic may be out.
0: It could be breaking news. (laughs) That
1: is the sort of breaking news. So, how did you go? You saw the special editions and it was a huge thing. I was watching it all via- We were like maybe a week behind in Australia with the releases, maybe two. I think it varied from movie to movie. But I was watching it all via Entertainment Tonight, which I had to stay up till oh. about 2 a.m. to watch because I'd have interviews. Lennon Moulton was killing it. Mary Hart, she was pitching in. Like, it was, nice. it was great. Like, I remember, like, we always joke about it that the, the cliched news reporter, Star Wars is back.
0: <laughs> but
1: I think the very first person to say it was Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight in... When was that? 97? 97,
0: I believe, yeah. But she was right. It was back. It's back. And now it's it's back again. I'm sure a lot of people said that before The Force Awakens, too. It's
1: backer now more than ever. <laughs> it's so back, again. it's like it never went.
0: <laughs> it's been here all along.
1: But it was so exciting. And I sort of thought... I don't know because I was sort of following it coming out like in the Insider, and there was this other magazine called Star Wars Galaxy Magazine that Tops made. It was like a, it was sort of more about collecting and stuff. But they sort of they they both were confused about what their positions were in the world. But (laughs) but there was Star Wars things to buy, and at the time, which is hard to believe, there was I had more money than Star Wars things to buy.
0: <laughs> well, what a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I would go... You, in the 90s, you'd go to, like, the comic book or fantasy shop. And for me, it was, like, an hour and a half to travel there to the city. Yeah, whatever new Star Wars you got, I'm getting I'll, I'll it. I'll
0: get it. It's all mine. But yep. then there probably wasn't a lot. I mean, there was probably consistent action figures. But before the DeLuja Phantom Menace March hit,
1: there was, was like, there still stuff? Hardly. Like, well, there was the books, but... Like, I remember there'd be a, an encyclopedia, like a one-book encyclopedia. And I was just like... Oh. And I remember getting it and going, well, this is it. This is all I need to... This, will, this is all I'll ever need to know about <laughs> Star Wars.
0: <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> oh.
1: Nailed it.
0: And <laughs> Do now, you still have it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. yeah. Back in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got that. And I've got the now outdated Suite 3... Giant one. Oh as well, yes, I have that too. Which yeah, is,
0: it's weird to have that stuff. And you're like, oh, this is always new stuff coming out.
1: But the thing I like about it is because it's so big, and it comes in this three book sort of case. I like informative murder weapons.
0: <laughs> that one definitely could. Be. <laughs> Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just sit there and wait for the cops to arrive and and learn a little bit. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> So, anyway, so I was watching Mary Hart, and she was getting very excited that Star Wars was back. And it seemed like it was, like the movie industry wasn't ready for how keen everyone was to line up to see Star Wars again. So, you've been on this ride. Six years later, your high school boyfriend is taking you to see Star Wars. Like, were you confused or taken aback at how excited everyone was, or maybe they weren't in your area? or
0: They were. I am from a very small town, very small rural town in in the Midwest, in Ohio. And so I don't think the excitement there was quite maybe what it was, like in some place like Los Angeles, but it was the first time I ever saw a line form at my local theater. You know, that was the biggest thing that happened to that theater, probably, (laughs) you know, and while I lived there, And that was kind of not confusing to me, but it was kind of like an, oh, this has a, okay, this people are really excited. This has a history. They cannot wait for this. And I, it's kind of one of those moments I wish I, I have a terrible memory and knowing what Star Wars would mean to me you know, almost a decade later. Like, I wish I could go back and, like, Amy, like, really remember this. Like, take in every bit of this. Is this going to change your life eventually? This this film, this franchise, this story. But I, I just kind of remember, I'm like, wow, oh, this is a lot of people. I've never seen people in a line at this theater. And it was for every one of them.
1: So you thought you were going to really get into lines. And you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to memorize this line because... Yes. I'm, I'm going to really get into Black Friday and just anywhere where you go, you do love Disney.
0: I do. It's true. <laughs> so lines are a thing. You have to embrace them. If you are a fan of Star Wars and Disney, lines are going to be part of your life, whether you like waiting or not. So, you should just Well, I them. think that's
1: to Star Wars fans' credit that they've made lines into fun things.
0: Yes, they're i was just explaining that to someone yesterday about forest friday they're like oh, i don't want to you know because i am like not a wait in line person for most things but put me in line four hours to wait for star wars toys with some friends who also love star wars and a whole line of people who can't wait to get their hands on porks mm. like that's a good time
1: yeah last night i was next to a heated debate about the validity of the modern released masters of the universe figures delightful and and i was the most enchanted eavesdropper (laughs) (laughs) i was like i just
0: picture you kept leaning closer and closer (laughs) what's up guys
1: (laughs) what's this about cringer but uh yeah i was i was serious i wanted to lean over and go you guys don't know it but uh You are doing a (laughs) one-audience podcast for me. I I appreciate it, you guys. In September, the Steel Wars podcast is releasing 30 podcasts in 30 days for its Patreon content club supporters. At just $3, not only do you get access to our entire back catalogue of full-length interviews, bonus call-in shows and exclusive shows like The Making Steel Wars and Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, but in September, you will get 30 new podcasts. This drive to get supporters in the month of September is because I need to outlay for a new laptop to continue the production of the Steel Wars podcast. So I am going all out to get your humble $3. If you enjoy the Steel Wars podcast more than a cup of coffee a month, then I would love to have you sign up at patreon.com forward slash Wars. And let's see if I can do it. How did you discover... Because, you know, of course, Special editions got all those special editions. How did you learn about that? Because we've spoken to people that went years and then went, oh.
0: Like okay. those were... That's not how they were? Yeah. It took me a while. I don't think I watched the... Uh, well, as theatrical as you can get releases until after i started watching clone wars and revisited everything so it was was a while later and even to this day i did buy a dvd set that has theatrical and the special editions but special editions are what i know so i know i've watched those more especially now with the blu-rays because i want to watch if i'm going to watch star wars again i want to watch the blu-rays because they're gorgeous
1: so you watch return of the jedi what the hell, Lucas? What's with this Ewok song at the end? <laughs> Who's this old dude next what to Obi-Wan and Yoda? What
0: is this? I do like... <laughs> well, I like the old dude part, but I like the special edition in The of and Jedi, the victory celebration song better than... So there are parts like that where you realize... This podcast is... Over. <laughs> He's like, Cam, hey, you're out. I'm kicking you out.
1: And I just have to acknowledge to the listenership, I, as I said it, did realize... That in the original special editions, it wasn't Hayden Christensen because he wasn't oh, Anakin Skywalker yet. That's right. I don't want to get any tweets. Yes, I don't want to get any comments. Good call. You can give me a two star review on iTunes for other reasons apart from that.
0: Apart, see, I am terrible like, because I'm like, oh, that's right. I would, I don't remember those things. I ask people, I'm like, never bust me for not remembering something because I've seen these films a million times, but it just stuff doesn't like to stay in my head. <laughs>
1: Steel, by the way.
0: (laughs) Oh, right. Where are we? (laughs) We're
1: in a line. (laughs) A very relaxed line. Was Star Wars sort of like, like a gateway drug to more geekdom type experiences?
0: It kind of was. I was kind of, I feel like, heading on that trajectory a little anyway. And though I really enjoyed the film, Star Wars didn't grab me yet at that time. But I did transition into things like Stargate SG One and falling heavily into that, and Battlestar Galactica when it came out, and joining those communities on LiveJournal back in the day to talk about theories, especially with Battlestar Galactica. Like there were what's
1: what's your LiveJournal username?
0: I, I've deleted it, but it was Irulan after Princess Irulan in Dune. Ah, okay. I'd love. Oh, that was another one I came to late. But once I read it, I think I read it. In my some sometime, I switched to like sci-fi in my fantasy novel reading days, and she's one of my favorite characters in those books. So, what, what sort of stuff was
1: getting debated in the Battlestar Galactica live journal community?
0: Man, mostly a lot of like, was well, this person a Cylon? Who is this? Is this a Cylon? And kind of questions about like, was it Baltar's visions or Number Six's visions? Did somebody have visions?
1: There was some vision there were
0: some I don't remember who had them, but there were discussions about those. And then every week, once the episode aired, there would be like a, you know, a place where you could go and just talk about it with everybody else who's seen it. And it got really intense towards, I think was it there are five seasons, right? I can't remember, but right at like around the time when they revealed who the final cylons were, like that was that was a day. On the line of journal BSD <laughs> community,
1: my my LJ was lit before things were lit. That was it was a different time. I watched, and I can't recommend those that series enough. That original, I'm oh, sorry, not that original Battlestar. The yet yeah, leave the original Battlestar. It,
0: it, I like, haven't seen that, and I feel okay about that.
1: The sci-fi Battlestar, it's so like rich and like meaty.
0: Yeah, I think that was kind of my, and like, oh, this is what sci-fi can be because I think, you know, largely my television sci-fi experience to that point had been Star Trek, Mm -hmm. which is great, uh, and SG-1, but that's completely different. BSG was just something that grabbed my attention and felt intense in a way that I hadn't experienced with a TV show before.
1: Yeah, and Battlestar also had that thing that I was kind of talking about with the comics where it showed you... Things that you wanted to know about living in space <laughs> that you didn't realize you wanted to know. Like every day, it, it showed their sort of because it was sort of like a personal drama. Yes, like in the sci-fi setting, and I found that just to see their day to day how they live.
0: Yeah, especially in like the like we are the last of humanity, but we're still gonna play some cards. It's fine, <laughs> you know. Like every every moment isn't about being the last survivors, just people still living and finding these little, you know, kind of commonplace everyday things to connect to.
1: Yeah. Did the cards have the little edges chopped off like everything else?
0: Yes, they did. In the Yeah, because somebody, I think it was a Novost used to have that license and they made replicas of those cards and they all had
1: ah. like the chopped off
0: corners. So if you
1: haven't seen it, there's no... Every bit of paper in Battlestar <laughs> Galactic has got the edge yeah, chopped there's off? Yeah, no,
0: there's no right angles.
1: Why is that?
0: There wasn't... Ex- I feel like I... Re- Read an explanation about it. I don't recall specifically, but I think it was just something as simple as, "Oh, we did this once, and somebody liked it, so we had to keep doing it."
1: Take that A4 paper format,
0: because <laughs> that's that's that was some PA's job, probably <laughs> sit in the corner <laughs> with the paper cutter and be like, "Here's the angle, cut the cut everyone precisely."
1: That that's a hot panel at Battlestar Galactica <laughs> Con.
0: <laughs> the paper.
1: She's the <laughs> head <guy>. of edging. <laughs> We've got her. She's here. She chopped them all down. It was amazing.
0: Keeps the corners, gives them out of souvenirs.
1: The one thing I miss about the Battlestar was that I didn't get to have that week by week. Do you know what I mean? I just had the DVDs oh, and I yes. was just like blaring oh, through them.
0: I would like to binge those.
1: Yeah. But I like the, like, you're watching it. Like, it's, 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 be- it's better to have it forced upon you, the weak weight and... Like when I watched Lost, you'd listen to the podcasts and, and you know, you'd, you'd sort of live that one episode for a week.
0: Yeah, and, and then take move it in. On. Yeah, you're not immediately, it's not immediately like replaced by whatever happens in. I can see that. Yeah. like so I, you, I binged Lost. Yeah. That was one. I didn't, so I didn't really have time to breathe between episodes. So I'm like, next, play next, play next. <laughs> Three days later or whatever. But so you don't have the, it doesn't have the same weight. I think when you binge.
1: Oh, for sure. Because I sort of did a few seasons of Lost like that and then caught up. And it would go on the DVD at the end of the episode, it would go to like the forest and there'd be forest noises. And it would just be like me and Jackie would look at each other and it'd just be like... One more, one yes, more. always one more. So that like forest noises now just remind me of temptation and pressing play and regret in the morning.
0: <laughs> I have I have only slept for two hours. Yeah. Damn you, Forest.
1: Yeah, forest noises and tequila have the exact same memory reflux to me. <laughs> you mentioned that when you saw Star Wars, like Princess Leia was like a defining character.
0: You know, it's a simple thing, but she looked like me. So, uh, I mean, not, I have, I, what, when I'm natural, with my natural hair, I'm a brunette. I'm not a brunette right now. Do you know what I'm I just did? What?
1: Imagined buns and went,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just because that was uh, even like when Belle, came, uh, when Beauty and the Beast came out, that was a big deal for Belle. Like, to be like, oh, like, it's a brunette Disney princess. She likes to read. Like, what? This is me in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So, even with Leia, to see a heroine in a film, already a plus. Like, I'm like, well, she doesn't need these jokers. She's saving their skins. Like, they might have opened the door to her cell, but she's the one who is clearly giving the orders and knows what's up. Mm. And I had a respect for him. Like, she just watched her whole planet get destroyed, and she's like, all right, well, we still got to go take care of this thing. We got to go blow up this Death Star.
1: When did you realize that? It wasn't until recently... That I went, oh, yeah, she really no sold that planet getting blown up. She never what? Like she didn't sell it. Oh, like, she didn't
0: sell it. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said she didn't see it. I'm like, no, she saw it. She was just yeah. right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the one memory I have in all my life.
0: <laughs> I thought, I kind of read it. Well, I don't remember what I read it at the time, but now I like, well, she just kind of had a lot of other things to deal with. So it was kind of just that she boxed it up, put it away for when she could have a breakdown later. I felt like she can just kind of carve what's the word compartmentalized yeah yeah
1: but like when you saw that originally did that click with you or
0: no i think maybe because it rolled on to the next thing so quickly it yeah didn't kind of
1: i just wasn't sure whether it was like because you were sort of vicariously princess layering through the movie like i luke Skywalker through the yes movie, that it wasn't till like in the last few years where i'm talking about star wars you know for hours every week on the podcast that I was like oh yeah that is quite hilarious that her whole planet blows up and she's just like whatevs and then The hobo from across the desert dies and she's patting Luke on the back going, they're there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like, it's okay. There'll
1: be other hobos. (laughs) Don't worry. Did you see my planet? (laughs) Yeah. There's a a little guy in a swamp that really needs his torch back. He can look (laughs) after you after this. Don't worry. They're there. (laughs) But yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was that I was Luke Skywalker and being as self-centered as Luke Skywalker was. And I was just doing a really good job of being Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> he was. I never really... I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. But you're right. He was pretty self-centered. Yeah.
1: Very. I, need to,
0: I always need to watch Star Wars again. It's one of the great things, I feel like there are always little new bits to mm-hmm. pick up on or like different contexts you didn't think about before.
1: What about background characters?
0: Che- well, Chewbacca's not a background character, but I remember he was... I'm like, this is a great walking... Teddy bear that I can hug. Why you know, wouldn't you want a Chewbacca in your life? Do
1: you know when he is a background character? Hmm. When you go into Toys R Us and you see him in a blister pack with a Porg. And you go, oh, that Porg figure comes with a Chewbacca.
0: What a handy bonus. (laughs) Which we just talked about before. I'm like, did you know? I just saw that Chewbacca comes with a Porg. And I might not need another Chewbacca figure, but now I do.
1: It it is good. Sorry, Sorry, Chewie. When all the heroes are picking out their accessory. Because this is how I imagine it happens, right? (laughs) So, like, they all go in. They've all been signed to licensing deals in the Star (laughs) Wars universe. I'm not sure how this works, but...
0: It's probably totally how it works.
1: And they all go in and, you know, like, in the 90s, Admiral Ackbar went, oh, yeah, I'll have this giant gun that I never used in the movie. It's going to be dope. Random weapon, yeah. You know, Crick's made Dean, a little bit more boring. He's like, well, I love pointing stuff out. So, how about a pointer? But Chewbacca, like he's not like you know, you know, Leia got a, a gun, which is pretty good in the new series. And I'm oh, that's right. You know, everyone's going in there; they're picking out their weapons. You know, Ray gets a lightsaber, whatever. And Chewbacca's like a thinking man. I saw how these kids gravitated towards those Ewoks back in '83. I'm getting on this porg train early. I'll, I'll take the porg as my accessory. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I, I know. There's not even a question. This is my pal.
1: And he's also thinking, and if I get hungry in the blister oh, pack. Oh, no. There's I, rumors. There's that photo.
0: I know. He, I just like to think that he was cuddling the porg, a porg, and a feather fell off. Like when you're cuddling a cat and fur gets on you. That's, <laughs> he was just cuddling it by his face.
1: I thought you were gonna say, "Oh no!" He was cuddling it. He's mad.
0: <laughs> he just thought. Well, sometimes that's a saying. I've heard people like, "This is so cute, I could eat it," but not really. But maybe I don't know. I hope he doesn't eat a pork. I have a feeling the porks are going to annoy the crap out of Chewbacca, but it's going to be a healing process and and help him feel better about his. Current Hanless state.
1: One can only hope because you know, like people, they make up their own little retcons to explain stuff. Like when Princess Leia didn't hug Chewbacca at the end of the Force yeah. Awakens, people, oh, that's the that's the Wookie healing mourning process. They they just like
0: being alone.
1: Yeah, that's that's their thing. So I wonder if people now like you that are, are trying to get out of this this <laughs> this Porg consumption rumor. No, when Wookies really want to care for something, they put it in their mouth.
0: It's the safest place. It
1: is. It's their pelican tradition or something.
0: <laughs> Surprise fact you didn't know about Wookies.
1: What? What is your favorite movie?
0: <laughs> Empire Strikes Back.
1: Ooh.
0: I know that's a common choice, but I, <laughs> for one of the reasons, I really like the creatures in that movie. I think Tauntauns and Wampas are great. I wish I could see baby ones of them in future films. I would lose my mind if I saw a baby Tauntaun on a screen, right?
1: Oh, sorry. I'm just sitting here with my mouth open because <laughs> I've never even considered.
0: Think how cute they would be. Baby Wampas too. Wait, no, we've seen baby Wampas in... Um, I think it was Wampas. Yeah, in the Freemaker Adventures. There's a baby Wampa... His name I'm spacing out on, but it's a Lego baby Wampa, obviously, but still super adorable. Ah, do you think
1: the Tauntaun is hatched out of an egg?
0: No, I think they're probably... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more birth to living Tauntaun. I mean, I mean, they're, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. For some reason I've got a, I guess they're furry. They're not birds.
0: No, I think of them a little like uh, kangaroos. I don't know why. Maybe just kind of the shape. They don't have pouches, Tauntauns, as far as I know. I hope they don't. That'd be weird. Hey, trust me. I'm from Australia. (laughs) Yeah. Let me
1: tell you, you cannot sleep inside a kangaroo. (laughs) And boy, have I tried. (laughs) Baby Tauntauns would be adorable. A little...
0: little tiny one just hopping around. Just
1: a couple. Just...
0: Oh, I'd be on board. But that'd be my favorite film. (laughs) Whatever film it is.
1: (laughs) Tauntaun birth. A film.
0: I've said it a bunch of times, but... So apologies to anyone who's heard it before, but that's my secret hope for a spinoff one day is a fake Disney nature style movie that's just all Star Wars creatures.
1: Get a bit uh Attenborough. Yeah. Nice. No, that would be... It's
0: never going to happen, but I really want it to. It's
1: a fun idea. I like that. I like that. Um, maybe after the um, the trilogy or the whole saga retold through R2-D2 comes out yes they can, they'll get there yeah I yeah. feel at
0: this point they could get there eventually
1: Hmm. Hmm. what about what's your favorite scene in all the series
0: mm, also a you know for looking at the movies another semi popular well no it's a popular one it's Luke looking at the the twin sons going down on Tatooine there's just the music binary sunset kills me it with when I'm watching it with a film or when I hear it when I'm walking around Disneyland. Like, it just mm. gets me every time. I think that, mo- that moment has so much hope. And there are a lot of themes you can go back to as touchstones and Star Wars, but hope is the one that always gets me this. No matter what's going on, you live in a constant state of conflict. This galaxy is always in some kind of war. But there are people who hope and want to try to fight, even though it doesn't always... It doesn't always get them places, but... Here's
1: a thing. So you see that as a hopeful scene.
0: Yeah, I see that as him kind of processing what's happening, looking out at the potential ahead of him, and just kind of a hopeful, like, okay, I can go on this. I can be this person.
1: Wow. I think I'm going to expose something about myself. I see it as a frustrating scene. Like he's there, just like going, Why? "Look where I'm stuck. <laughs> this sucks. I want to be out there, but I'm here.
0: And <laughs> this is where I'm going to be forever." Like
1: he's sort of looking out at. It, I'm stuck. Here. I want to be out like in a the wistful, galaxy. Like, yeah, uh,
0: I can kind of see that. That might make more sense. Actually, maybe I'm being too optimistic about it. Oh no, but, but I, I like. That's kind of how I look at it.
1: Like I know we're on a couch. I want to get. I don't want to get too like <laughs> clinical about all this, but. I actually think it might, if we had, like, someone here, a psychologist, it would represent our personalities.
0: (laughs) To be like, oh, that's how you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I'd never even, when you said that, I was just like, I've never thought of it like that. Because, like, you interpret things like...
0: Well, based on your own, like, point of view and your own experiences. yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm sort of expect the worst, hope for the best, which is, it's not always the
0: best but it's more practical, I feel like. I feel like I want to be that way. And I think that I am sometimes. And I'm like, no, you just always like... Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think if Jackie was here, she'd be like, you should be a bit more Amy Ratcliffe in life. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit less me. The Steel Wars merch store is now shipping our new t-shirts, the Blue Milk Classic, Yavin University, and the very popular... I'm Ray's parents, all screen printed on the highest quality ring spun cotton AAA t shirts, along with the now classic I'm with Snoke and your Snoke Theory Sucks tees at steelwars.com. I want to jump forward a little bit and talk about because I you know, as I said at the start of the podcast, you've, you've done all this great work, you know, all around the internet and publishing and at conventions. How, how did that get started? I'm, I'm sure there's tons of people listening that would love to get in all that. Obviously, like, I, you know, I know from my experience, there's a lot of legwork and yes, building blocks and, and that sort of stuff to um, until you're up introducing new hasbro figures.
0: Yeah, that was surreal. <laughs> wow, I've been thinking about that this week watching all the Forest Friday stuff roll out. I just you have those moments you're like what did I do? Like pinch me is this life? Like mm-hmm. how did <laughs> how did this happen? And it's no one thing I can point to, but you know I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up until I was was I 29, 30 and you know I did whatever. I did jobs. I got my piece of paper, business administration degree in college.
1: Chopped off the edges.
0: Yeah, of course. Classic (laughs)
1: Battlestar fan.
0: (laughs) Every piece of paper in my house, chopped off (laughs) edges. And when did... Okay, so I started going to conventions more around my mid-20s. Like I went to my first Comic-Con, started kind of to see more of that world and get into more like reading nerd websites and start using social media and realized, you know, I really had experimented with you know essays before like I kind of always had an affinity for writing and I tried to do a food and travel blog and that kind of wasn't it it was a little more I'm saying it wasn't like it was a lot more work because you actually have to go places and eat things and when you you have to go places and eat things and when
1: (laughs) The worst part about writing my food and travel blog (laughs) is food and travel. Food and travel. If we could just get that out of the way,
0: it would be perfect. So, I think we can see why that didn't work out so well. (laughs) So, that just wasn't like I felt like I was running into.
1: (laughs) You just had your site was just like, this is a WordPress blog. Done. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Finished. This was a terrible idea. So, I moved on to some point realizing like, oh, like, why don't you write about Battlestar Galactica or this comic that you just read, because I was reading comics by then, or your love of Stargate or whatever it was. And it coincided about the time that I started getting into Clone Wars. Clone Wars is really what brought me into Star Wars fandom and made me fall in love with it and get obsessed. And so I started writing on my own blog, uh, Geek with Curves, which is still up. I don't update it that much anymore. And built a portfolio of kind of with the intent of okay, here's a review that I wrote, here's maybe more ballistic style article, different types of articles. And I'd always try to make them like as professional as possible. Mm-hmm. And that way I just kept writing for myself. I wasn't making any money, I was just doing it, you know, in my after work in the evenings. And my hope was that if I kept doing that, I started following a bunch of like similarly, like, like a bunch of geek girls, a bunch of editors, a bunch of Star Wars fans on Twitter, uh, that in publishing, you no know, sharing my post, and if somebody wanted to ever look at my work, I could be like, hey, look, I have a whole body of it that I have been like just motivated to do on my own. Nobody is like setting these deadlines for me. And it's as good, I mean, looking back on it now, it's probably, <laughs> I hope that I've progressed. Since twenty ten writing articles and stuff. And eventually my first gig I think was with Newsorama, writing recaps of Clone Wars episodes. And that's how I got like through them. At the time they didn't actually pay me, so don't do that. I was you don't kind of know when you're beginning. You're like, Yeah, I want the exposure. In hindsight, I would say maybe you know, trade off, right? I'm gonna watch Clone Wars anyway. It got me to a red carpet. I think it was a blue carpet premiere for season three or four. It kind of got me in that world. Like that's when I first met Tracy Canobio. That's when I first met Ashley D Bradley Baker, like all of the voice actors who I think about now I've known for like going back to clone wars, like 2009, 2010, like that's, Bananas, and that led to other gigs.
1: So, just to clarify, when you said you're doing the thing for Newsarama, and it was sort of just for exposure and getting paid, would you recommend that or no?
0: No. Now that I've now that I'm old and jaded, and have been around that world, it, you put work in, and even if it's something you enjoy doing, like yeah, I'm going to watch Clone Wars anyway, but taking the time to write an article about it that takes time and thought, and hopefully, I'm bringing something to the table. I am bringing something to the table. Hopefully it's worthwhile. Like, I should be paid for that. You're not always going to get paid great. In fact, internet writing is not a profession that's probably going to make you super wealthy. Mm. But I think you should get paid something. And I think that you should work with people who respect you enough to pay you something.
1: Well, how do you feel about, like, for, like, fan sites and stuff like that? Oh,
0: for that, for fan sites or your own personal blog, like, I, you know, that's, like, people don't have budgets for fan sites. They do it because it's fun. They do it for, you know, what they... Yeah. what they love. And so in that case, no. But if it's like a company like a Newsarama or any publication that basically like an IGN, like a Cinema Blend, you know, a site that is actually a company that is run by somebody with dollar bills, Mm. you should get dollar bills. But for fan sites and stuff, if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: You can certainly build up a body of work that way, too, that you can be like, hey, look at this portfolio where I've written about all kinds of Star Wars things or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I sort of, maybe not so much in Star Wars, but I know people that have sort of written for things and then it has evolved into... Yeah,
0: because it absolutely can.
1: Yeah, but I know the whole... It's it, it's at that weird fine line where you like... I know, like, in stand-up comedy and stuff with, like, who gets paid for gigs and stuff. It's sort of like, it was, if someone's making money out of this, everyone involved should be making money out of this. Yes, like,
0: Yeah, that's the the theory. Yeah. And also, as a writer, you don't, you know, I think Entertainment Weekly, for example, a few years ago launched this community part. Uh, I don't think it stuck around, but it was like they would have people write Recaps of shows or something, and they weren't paying. Like it was just kind of like, well, you're writing for Entertainment Weekly. It's like, well, that's kind of crappy of you, EW, because you do have dollar bills. But then when other writers take work for, oh, training, you should see
1: Brezinski's house. <laughs> I should. It's like a two-story <laughs> snook robe. It is just gold-plated.
0: <laughs> of course, it's it out is. of control. So, you know, I don't know how many dollar bills they have, but that was, I thought, a weird choice. And you know, from the perspective of writers who are trying to make a living on the internet, if you if you don't do uh, if you don't ask for paid work from companies who can pay, like you're kind of, it's kind of like, are you devaluing the market? Like there are things you have to think about. Or I think not that you have to think about that are good to think about. Mm. Anyway, that was a long winded say, try, try to get paid if you can. If it is a company that can pay, you get something for it.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's like, do you want know to I mean? Cause I, like I, without question, people are going to download this and just, you know, I want to be, We've dat Amy Ratcliffe (laughs) wife.
0: I always tell people, they're like, you do so much cool stuff. I'm like, I do a lot of cool stuff. And I am very grateful for the opportunities. But I also, like, I don't post pictures of all the time. I sit at my computer, like, with my cat covered in cat fur. haven't brushed my hair. You still haven't got to the bad bit yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of great. But I think there's always a trade-off of, when you see people's life on social media, remember that we mostly curate. That we all curate a certain, yeah. Intentionally or not, we just you know.
1: Yeah, because sometimes people will say stuff, and they they're just celebrating with you. Yes, do you know what I mean? And yes. like I know when I've posted up, like I've done TV stuff back in Australia, like with the Star Wars cast, and sometimes people write, like, "Oh, you're so lucky," and I'm just like, ah. Uh. Z- no, like I, it worked the, for this. there was zero falling over and landing into in this. Harrison Ford's lap. Yes, it was.
0: So if that could happen, sign me up for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not. It's not luck.
1: That guy's. I. I have to. I was. I remember looking into his eyes, and it's like <laughs> going, "Ah, oh, you are very yes. attractive." <laughs> you-
0: <laughs> Excuse me, I need a moment. <laughs> I'm going to go faint.
1: I actually did the thing where, you know, on your iPhone where you push both the buttons and it's screenshots? Yes. Yeah, I did that in my, I was just like, just remember how close you are to his face. Like, <laughs> That's I, great. I, I could make out with him now. If you wanted to. And it's not often I've been close to a man and thought about like, I could make out with him right now. But Harrison Ford, sure. ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Harrison Ford. What has been your pinch myself moment? Or one of them that stands out?
0: Man, that is a great question. I think it kind of changes over time, and I think right now it's getting to do the heroines of Star Wars panel at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando and debuting the Forces of Destiny figures and giving one to to Tia Sakaar and Ashley Eckstein and, and Daisy Ridley. That was that was pretty great. That was pretty I think I walked through that whole day. I was so, so nervous about that panel. Like, so, like, didn't eat. Like, thought I was going to throw up nervous. And so by the time it was over, they showed, we debuted at Forces of Destiny short at that. And people were like, what do you think? I'm like, I know I looked at it, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. Because I was just, like, the whole time just sweating, ready to be like, is it over? Did I screw it up? Is it okay? We went through it in a daze. But that was, was surreal positively surreal
1: it was a pretty amazing lineup
0: it it really was with Dave too and I I could listen to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars all day long uh and I wish we would have had Carrie Beck was supposed to be on that panel as well because there was a moment I know people and I kind of we had a conversation about it because Carrie Beck was supposed to join us and couldn't for personal reasons and you know we had a conference call and Dave's like I can't be out there by myself for like 20 minutes like we can't have a white dude Leading as heroines of Star Wars panels, panel, I'm like, no, we we cannot. That would be lame. So it was really fun to have Ashley and Tia brought some. Uh, they all brought really smart things to the table. Tia said some incredible things, and it was it was a cool panel.
1: I love Tia. Like she's she, a uh, she's
0: so smart.
1: She's a um, she's got her elbows up on Twitter.
0: Yes, I like, I respect that too. Yeah, yeah. I also love talking. Anytime I get to talk to. Matthew Wood or David Acord or anybody who works on behind the scenes stuff too. I think that's that's my most those are the most fun kind of interviews is to talk to anybody working behind the scenes and learning like, oh, you do this little thing or you reference that and I, I always get a kick out of doing those. I don't get to do them often, but
1: well, as an attendee to a celebration, like one of the most like in the lead up, like the like is, is getting the the schedule and and going, Oh, there's this, that and the other. Yeah. What's it like when you're getting the schedule of things that you're going to be on stage for?
0: <laughs> it's a lot of like, oh, 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 <laughs> like as I flip, as I scroll down, just a continuing reaction of that's cool. That's cool, too. What? I got to do this. And then you're like, this ESPN thing. Wait, what? Oh, and then I learned what it is because we did the lightsaber documentary and like uh, Ray Park joined us. And then I'm like, oh, that's cool. And, but there's always a little mix of stuff. I'm like, okay, what is this thing? I'm not super familiar with. No, that wasn't this year. It was last Celebration Europe, like something I'm not familiar with. So it's getting the schedule, getting super excited, and then like getting to work and being like, okay, I need to get in touch with this person about this presentation and then nag them because they haven't given it to me or research like this Star Wars mobile game I have actually not played before and learn about it. And it's such a joy, though. Like it is a, it's a, chunk of work it's a lot of work to prepare but i really like star wars i kind of love it so mm. it's fun like and then you get on stage and there's kind of that fallback of well if i screw it up at least i can just go back to star wars because we're all here because of that
1: so you do you get to bring a lot of yourself to to how the presentation goes
0: some of them you know some people like hasbro they come in with a pretty like this is our presentation we have a lot of xyz bullet points to hit and we had a couple conference calls beforehand to make sure and then others are a little more open you know to input or to like can i write the questions and then you can review them but i'd love to like look over your material and write them myself so it's a back and forth and it kind of depends on the panel
1: did you i wish i'd asked you this before celebration because i was at the hasbro panel and like i i don't collect hasbro figures but i i like to Follow it and see what comes out. Yes. But one of my favorite things about going to the panels is hearing the oohs and ahs.
0: Yes. When
1: they show a picture of a three and three quarter inch bit of plastic.
0: People lose their minds.
1: Did you have a chance to take in, because you've got like the grandstand seat of all the open mouth faces. Yes.
0: And my favorite was at the end when they announced the vintage black series. Yeah. And they showed
1: that. The amazing video that Steve put together. Yeah. Yes.
0: And people gave a standing ovation, and I got to see that from the stage. And I'm like, whoa, this is like, oh, you guys are all rock stars right now for our toys. Isn't that cool <laughs> and so weird and great? So there is definitely like looking around, being like, this is, this is incredible. That was actually
1: a really cool moment.
0: It was. And yeah. that was, I'm pretty sure that was the only standing ovation we got that weekend in the behind the scenes stage. <laughs> and it was, they rocked the house. It did feel very much. I'm like, whoa. But it's like a concert. It's kind
1: of due because it's like that group of people in that room have been bugging that company to make that thing for like <laughs> for five a long years. Time. So it's
0: been just a build up.
1: Show some appreciation.
0: Yes. They're
1: busting out the old cards. So uh, it's pretty sweet. Now, um, the hard thing about doing this is there's so much I want to ask you. No. And and we're limited on time. But I will jump to what we like to close every interview out with that we've got an infinite amount of Star Wars movies to come we will we will get we're gonna see the baby Tauntaun film one day
0: it's it's gonna happen
1: what are you most looking forward to in Star Wars
0: wow more Star Wars is the easy answer the cop-out answer to that question (laughs) But the actual answer...
1: You're ruining the format of podcasting. um,
0: All of it. I'm looking forward to all of it.
1: I like stars and wars. As
0: long as those keep happening, it's all good. What I really look forward to and hope we see are areas that we have not explored before, characters we haven't known before, whether it's going back to like Old Republic days, whether it's Finding a, a super weird angle where we could go to a place, not like Mortis, but that kind of mystical vibe and get like a fantasy Star Wars. So I'm like, I hope and want them to play more with genre and more with let's not do the Han Solo. Let's not do Yoda. or Let's let's meet some more new faces because that was cool in Rogue One. And also let's make those more of standalone so we actually get to know those new faces. You know, Rogue One was such an ensemble piece that we didn't get to dive deep on mm. all the characters or really any of them. So, I just want less familiar faces, more character-driven stories, and just for them to have more fun with genre and types of stories they can tell. Mm. That's really broad, but...
1: How do you... Like, with the genre thing, I've sort of got this thing... I, I, I'm not sure what how much you can do with the
0: genre. You're right, because I think about it sometimes. I'm like, well, Marvel does it. You got comedy, you got fantasy, but I'm like, well, that's a varied world. Star Wars is this galaxy, you know, and there are boundaries. There are different boundaries, I think, that apply to Star Wars that wouldn't apply to Marvel.
1: So... And and also the Marvel comics, the stories and the characters have been developed independent, like, you know, Ant-Man is just Ant-Manning away. Yes. And then when he joins up with everyone, it's amazing.
0: Exactly. That's a good point.
1: But when you take you know, Boba Fett out of Empire Strikes Back and you're like, let's take this one character. It's like, but he was rad because he was in...
0: In this context. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah." And I... Like, with the genre thing, like... Because my theory is that they did, you know, they tried to do the war film and they tried to do the more comical film and midway through both, they've just like gone...
0: This isn't working. This isn't
1: Star Wars enough. Star Wars is a combination of, like, all these things mixed up. That, um, but I, I it's, it's the storytelling of, let's go off somewhere. I, I don't want any more films where I know who lives or dies at the end.
0: That, and I don't want to play a six degrees of like mm. any character. Yeah. You know, like this, this related to, oh, so no, give me, there's, that's a big galaxy. Let's go explore more of it. And in different time periods. Yeah.
1: What about, um, you know, you're an OG Princess Leia fan. You rock up with a Princess Leia t-shirt Oh, that's
0: right. I I forgot I was wearing that. (laughs) That happens. I was in a hurry when I got dressed this morning.
1: (laughs) That sounded like the fakest realization. Except I'm like,
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right.
1: I get the feeling this is the fifth time this week you've worn a Princess Leia t-shirt.
0: Is it? It's not, actually. Okay. I did wear a Han Solo t-shirt at some point this week.
1: Telling that you had to think about it. (laughs) I know. I was
0: like, did I wear any other Star Wars shirts this week? I have a lot of Star Wars shirts.
1: But for someone that's such a passionate Princess Leia fan and Carrie Fisher fan, how do you feel about that role ever being Hmm. filled in a live action capacity?
0: With with Leia? Mm -hmm. I think they need to, after episode eight, that needs to be it. And that's going to be hard because they didn't, you know they weren't able to go into that knowing they had to give Leia some sort of closure. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious I, I trust Ryan Johnson. I'm curious about how her you know how they're going to explain why she isn't in upcoming films like what happens. but I never want them to I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want anybody else to play Leia's deal.
1: I trust Ryan as well. I want to take him to a bar look him in the eye and go, I trust you. And then walk over to the piano and then sing, don't go breaking my heart.
0: <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah, incredible. Don't go breaking my heart. Don't do it, Ryan. I feel so good about this. I feel so good about you.
1: Yeah, I've I've got, I, I did an episode with Bresnikan the other day and I'm like, I think this could be the best film ever. And he's just like going, no, don't. Like, don't go in thinking like that.
0: But I just, he just seems so endearing and and excited. And he's the only one they didn't have to so far that they haven't had to bring in, you know, the backup team to help out with. So, whatever that means, I I feel optimistic too.
1: What about if they went back in time to do a young Princess Leo?
0: No. I got a book coming out. That's good. Mm. I don't. I don't want to see a. Oh, I do like Bail Organa and Brie. Like going to Alderaan. I'm like, now that you mentioned that, that would be neat. But I don't think. No. Do something else. That's my advice, Lucas. Come Disney. <laughs> do something else.
1: God, you, you're willing to sacrifice the space, Jimmy Smiths. Out of the integrity of the character.
0: Yeah, that's hard. That's a real hard one because he's fantastic and I want more, like seeing him in Rogue One made me so happy. It was Ugh, that line he had about I trust her with my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Smith's tears, finally, on the podcast. <laughs> We've got some Smith's tears. Because, yeah, I think, you know, because people want all these things filled in and it's like, well, oh, I kind of think Star Wars was when Princess Leia's life got
0: Super interesting. Yeah, like yeah. movie
1: excitement. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You can have book excitement.
0: It's a different...
1: Or comic adventure. But movie, like movie-worthy adventure. Yes. like it's when
0: she's like really getting into it.
1: Yeah. And I guess out of the three, Han Solo's the one that's got movie-level exciting things in his past.
0: Ah, that's a good point. Like actually, you know, now he's not farming on Tatooine. He's not being political or... Yeah, which, Leia did have some stuff going on with the rebellion before Star Wars, but not, like, on Solos out there. Like, he's lived a whole life, I feel like, before he came to...
1: Yeah. And, it, like, for Luke, like, like Luke's my guy. And going pre-A New Hope Luke is just, like...
0: I'd be so boring.
1: It's It's like doing a movie about, like... <laughs> me going to the mall or something <laughs> no no buys
0: i like that i just like that'd be so boring but an obi-wan film said before and i'm like yes <laughs> give me obi-wan sitting around on Tatooine mean, looking tired yes well
1: he does know about the force so he's got a lightsaber he's done some things but for in a new hope it's kind of like like things have gone out of hand for princess leia like she's in too deep and luke it's just like i'm not even sure if he's ever left the planet before no he's right? tripping out on the lights <laughs> but for han to a certain point it's just like just another day at the office hey chewie we've, be- yes. we've gotten out of worse places than this
0: it's he's seen dude's seen some stuff yeah and been part of some stuff
1: one of the best things he's seen is his reflection
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true He's a very handsome man
1: um, Amy, thanks so much It has been a hey. real pleasure To finally sort of sit down and Because previously it's just like See each other and go,
0: hey Hi. Like we're going to do this someday <laughs> And I'm like, I'm busy, I'm sorry this So um,
1: I, I appreciate that And where can The good people of the internet Track you down, whether it be Through Twitter Or iTunes or Website
0: Oh my, uh, you can, people of Twitters or the internets can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore geek. You can find a lot of my writing at Nerdist.com and StarWars.com these days. And I host a Star Wars podcast called Lattes with Leia. And it is under the Coffee with Kenobi network on iTunes.
1: Very cool. And congratulations on your new role at Nerdist.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I just started as an associate editor this week. I have a five, like a five day work week now after I've been completely freelance- for like almost four years so it is an adjustment
1: well as someone that um has a a kind of a similar lifestyle are you are you still cat herring at home or are you off to the office
0: both so i cat hair at home on the weekends and i'm in the office three days a week so it's a good way to ease into it i feel like
1: thank you so much i really appreciate it thank
0: you for having me this was a blast it
1: was a pleasure and may that force be with you Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that really fun episode with Amy Ratcliffe. Now stick around throughout all the announcements, because at the end, there's going to be a bit of a preview of the Patreon-exclusive Gonk and Steels Trash Compactor, where we go to Force Friday. But before we get to that, a huge thanks to Amy Ratcliffe for lending her time to such a fun episode. I had a really good time getting to know Amy a little bit better, and as I... I mentioned in the show, there is no way I got through everything I wanted to talk to her about. So hopefully we can have her back soon. And a great way to encourage that, you guys, is let her know how much you enjoyed her episode of Steel Wars. If you're on Twitter, it is at Amy underscore geek. And the Steel Wars audience is quite good at uh, thanking our guests. And I'd like that to continue. Also, we very much appreciate your tweets and retweets promoting the episode. Uh, listener word of mouth is pretty much the main way we get new listeners. And no matter how many followers you have, a retweet is definitely very appreciated. Normally, the latest episode listing is pinned to the top of our Twitter page and our Facebook page, which is everything at Steel Wars, and Steel is S-T-E-L-E-W-A-R-S. And of course, we always appreciate you jumping on iTunes and leaving us a sweet five-star review. It bumps up the rankings, vouches to other Star Wars fans we are doing good stuff, and makes your insecure host feel warm inside, and he needs it. Now, uh, as mentioned in one of the blurbs mid episode, we're doing a Patreon drive in September as I need some extra funds to outlay for a new laptop to continue production of the show because editing all these episodes has worn the old girl out and things are getting a little bit dire in the slowness. So, for $3, there's other tiers to get you stickers and t-shirts and that sort of thing. But this month, if you would dare try out the Steel Wars Patreon Content Club, I am going to make it worth your wild. as I am going to release 30 podcasts in 30 days over the month of September. Some days we'll have multiple, some days we'll have none. But by the end of September, I will have... 30 new episodes on that Patreon Content Club feed that you can access for just $3. And not only are you getting the 30 episodes I released this month, there is, I think, about 270 other episodes, all full-length interviews. If you uh, may notice on the iTunes feed, I only leave the last 25 episodes up in full and then I save all those archives for the good people that are supporting the podcast's continued production. Along with the full episodes, with the call-in show, you get the extra normally hour bonus show each week. And you get other exclusive shows like Gonkin Steel's Trash Compactor, where Tony Medina from Jack's Pacific Toys and I Talk Toys and whatever else pops into our mind. People have been loving Our on-the-spot reporting from Force Friday. It turns out that two grown men yelling at a uh, costume giraffe is kind of popular. So there's that. And also I do another exclusive show every two weeks. It's called Making Steel Wars where Jason Ward and I from makingstarwars.net talk about the news behind the news. And also we do a listener Q&A where you guys can contribute questions that I answer in questions you have, answers I give. But for $3, you're going to get 30 new episodes this month. And then hopefully I'll have a little bit extra cash to put towards getting that new laptop. Also, we have got tees and stickers in the merch store. It has just been stocked up. We've got four new designs, as well as the classic, Your Snoop Theory Sucks. And if you get a t-shirt, I always chuck in a bunch of stickers and a Snoop Theory Sucks lollipop to boot. If you are in Melbourne, we are doing a live episode on 16th of September at 2pm at Club Voltaire, which should be super fun. And directly after that, we're doing a live I Love bring Guide Letters, my other podcast, which if you're in Melbourne, you probably know about that anyway. It's probably how you found out about the Steel Wars podcast, but it's a great double show afternoon of comedy podcasting, and I can't wait to get back in front of... Uh, all the friends that we've made at the live podcast so i'll see you then i am extremely jet lagged arriving back in australia this morning so i will leave it there uh look forward to the upcoming little peak of the latest gonk steel's trash compactor which will be after this and until then may that force be with you Alright, now 11.33. We're in the back of the line. There's a very slim chance of pork. Um, we are in the
2: very, very, very back of the line. I would say there is no pork at all. Um, I might just head back to the bar. Uh, Bar's close, Oh, yeah, never mind. Um, no, no. Let's wait out. We got some cool things. We got a Boba Fett over there, which is actually pretty cool. I'm gonna take some pictures of that really quick, and I'll be able to post that. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, I really haven't, I really don't know what to say right now. We're just in the very, 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 very back of the line. God damn
1: it! How do you feel about that, Steel? I'm fine. I want to see the stuff on the wall, though. That's the sad thing. Because I don't so much I want to buy it I just want to see it How it's set up Before it's Pulled apart Why well, should we just Go walk around
2: Just kind of enjoy The situation Because there's no way We're going to do anything Or get anything cool At this point So
1: fact, I still want to keep My space in the line You can go first No
2: no no Let's walk around together <laughs>
1: alright it's 11.47 why are you whispering because you've been whispering the whole time oh ok yeah
2: no Um. it's 11.47 we're in line right now we're probably number 60 and yeah just hanging out I went for a little bit of a walk try to see if I could find anybody I know there's a couple people out there but just doesn't seem fair to cut doesn't seem right. It's just... I don't know. Do you want to try? Like, should
1: we? No. I can't be bothered. I got got a secret to tell you. Oh, no. What?
2: I... You don't want a pork. Is that what it is? You really don't want a pork? No, no,
1: no. Here's a secret. I still don't know what they sound like. You haven't listened? Nah.
2: (laughs) wow okay um do you want me to like try and reenact it for no
1: me? I don't that's why I want to keep it a surprise so I get the I squeeze the toy and it makes I, the noise I
2: don't know like I think the listeners might want me to try to re- like reenact the sounds before you actually like cure it like should I
1: try or alright here's what you do. you do it to the thing and I'll walk over there cause I don't want to hear your shitty version of it I want to hear the pork I'm
2: just kidding I don't know what they sound like here. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> it's disappoint- Okay, yeah, walk away. I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm just gonna guess what they sound like. Okay, so I could do it from right here. Okay, so Steele's walking away. He has no idea. He's seriously walking away. I'm gonna actually take a picture. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture just to prove that you are far away. There you go. He snapped a picture. So I'm guessing they go like. Bah! I'm guessing they go like. That's what I'm guessing they sound like. But if it's like, I can't, I can't hear you from here. So I'm guessing that's what they sound like. Oh, okay, he's coming back. So if I'm wrong, whatever. I'm wrong. Okay, here you go. Seal's back.
0: Dude, you
2: turned off the record. No, I didn't. <laughs> Jeffrey. Oh, go for it. Just go for it.
1: Go for what? Go for Jeffrey.
2: Oh, he'll make his way over here. I'm gonna get a picture of Jeffrey. S3. It's, it's a store in El Segundo <inaudible> oh, so so store, <inaudible> 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 not, store. I don't think Jeffrey makes his way all the way around <inaudible> yeah. I think it's <mother> <but> like <inaudible> the real line he's like I'm gonna stop at the people that are <inaudible> actually gonna get I'm not gonna wrap around the building that's Jeffrey's move <inaudible> oh
1: oh wait no wait maybe he's coming I just got when I, I worked at a Toys R Us
2: Wait, what? Yeah, when. Mid 90s. So you were dealing with like the like the orange cards, the green
1: cards? Nah, before they came out. Oh, so you were a bend-in. Micro machines. Micro machines, but did you do bendoms? Nah, they didn't have bendoms. It was like in this, the only thing they ever had when I so worked got, there like, was the, the micro machines. machines.
2: I don't know if they had this over there in Australia, but like for a while there, like if you ordered pizza, I think it was Pizza Hut, you would get micro machine like extra little Star Wars Ben. I don't like it like it, they'd give you like a pack like a coupon that you would take to Toys R Us and then like you. He,
1: I just have to say that Tony is acting out himself going into Toys R Us and handing over the coupon.
2: I don't know why that much information- Oh, here we go. Oh my god, is this it, guys? Alright, hold on, I'm gonna try to sneak a picture of Jeffrey really quick. Jeffrey, get back here! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys, that was me right there.
1: Don't you leave! (laughs) Jeffrey, you're snubbing the end of the line! We waited longer! (laughs) We're people too, Jeffrey! (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey!
2: (laughs) That goddamn
1: giraffe. That giraffe is a prick!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a goddamn buzzkill.
1: Can't believe we got snubbed by Jeffrey. Well, we got Boba Fett over
2: there, but, like, clearly he's not gonna get in because he's waiting in line. He's number, like, 57 on the list.
1: What'd you talk about while I was gone?
2: Well, no, you're in for a treat, buddy. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: should be a... a real treat. <laughs> to enjoy the full episode of Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, along with hundreds and hundreds of full-length Steel Wars episodes along with the 30 podcasts in 30 days over September. Join the Steel Wars Patreon content club from just $3 a month at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Yes? No? No, you are in my ears.
0: Oh, good. I am in your ears or not? Oh, no, you are. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.